are live at New Blue 151 Avenue C and I'm sorry for y'all if you're just listening because there are beautiful people all over the place you know what I'm saying it's a lot of eye candy okay and we're looking at some beautiful art on the walls some beautiful projections curated by our homegirl Laura Sofia Perez yeah and she's gonna be premiering a short film later on tonight called Competition. So we're excited about that. And um, That's right. hey, Ooh. what's up, Uni? <laughs> hey, Mel. Hey, everyone. Can we get? Can I get a little test? How's, how's everyone feeling tonight? Okay. <laughs> um, so my name is Melanie Charles, aka D Flower, aka Little Kim of Jazz. My name is Uni Mojica, a.k.a. Uni Mo, a.k.a. Uni, a.k.a. co-host of this podcast. Yes. <laughs> and what's our podcast? Make Jazz Trill Again. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> and um, we've been having a good time. It's been, this is our third week here at New Blue, and Thank we've you. had incredible guests and incredible conversations. I've had an amazing time, and I'm just so grateful for our team who's been helping us put everything together so beautiful, beautifully with the visuals, from the visuals to the sound to um, our guests to the venue and all of the support, but also from Winter Jazz Fest as well. It's just been such a great, a great time, so I'm yeah. a little sad that we're ending here yeah. our short run but there will be more on the way absolutely um before we get you know too you know juicy or whatever <laughs> like what's up like today okay so we had summer it was summer today, today was nice i'm I'm, we're, I'm seeing spring up jumping up, up jump spring ha ha ha, ha, ha yes come on bars <laughs> yeah yes but i did want to what have you, you always ask me, what, Uni, what you been watching? What have you been watching? <laughs> Ooh. Um, I can't tell you what I've been watching. No? Okay. Because it's kind of crazy. I don't know. I saw, I was, I, I saw the All-Star game. Oh, nice. This past week. I who who saw the All-Star game? Everyone saw it. Yes. What'd you, th- did you peep it? I didn't, I didn't peep it. I was going to say, what'd you I think like, of it? Well, his life. Some people didn't really like the dunk contest, but I thought that I thought that was ironic since Nick actually won the dunk contest this year. What, what didn't yes, people like about the Nick's. dunk contest? What was what were people complaining about? That um, people were fall. I guess people may have been falling short. It wasn't as epic. Some people were mm. missing a lot of shots, weren't getting dunks mm. right away. But mm-hmm. Obi Toppin from the Knicks was came out and delivered in comparison to everybody Fire. else. Fire. So shout out to the Knicks for coming through. But you know? you know, I understand people being annoyed. It's the same thing with jazz. Remember we were talking about this the other day, how like 
the OGs, the jazz OGs, like it was all about the bebop, like hitting the changes. Like if you wasn't hitting the changes, you're not playing. Like get off the stage. And I guess now for ball, it's like if you're not making these shots, like it's a problem. (laughs) It's the same thing. But they were but they were celebrating the 75th anniversary, so they highlighted the top 75 players of the NBA, which was so dope. Michael Jordan came out last. And they also got a chance to highlight um, and pay homage to Kobe Bryant, rest in peace. R.I.P. Kobe. As well, that um, MVP trophy was beautiful, too. So that was really great to see. And they also um, dedicated the award to um, WNBA Advocate or Women's Basketball Advocacy, which was given to Chris Paul, which was nice. Nice. But... Yeah, that's what I've been watching this that's week. That's fire. Okay, well, I have some homework to do. I have some catching up But I think do. it's relevant since we are premiering um, right. Competition Competition, tonight. yes, which is a, a really dope short film that Lara has created. But also, we, we have to also shout out to Dara Golub, who yes. has been working on this beautiful documentary mm. um, since 2007. And we're seeing right some here. clips. Oh, my God. Ew, look <laughs> at me. That's you in the new school. Ew, that is so embarrassing. Tor- circa 2006. Six? Oh, my God. Look right? at my hair. Like, why? <laughs> like, what? Like, that's Richard Harper too, right? Yes, yeah, that's Richard Harper yes, ensemble. Casey. Shout out, Casey. That's Casey where I like Benjamin I on the ones and twos. Yes. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that that's the the jazz girl uniform in 2006. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely wore oh it too. Oh my god, so embarrassing. <laughs> But, you know, we come a long way. You know what I'm yes. saying? You know what I mean? Speaking about coming a long way, it looks like my mama made it, y'all. Oh, come on, mommy. Hey, mom. Hi, mom. Yes. Yes. Oh, family. So yes. it's a family affair. Mm-hmm. Um, but what you think? I feel like it's... I'm yeah, really we warm. warmed it up. We yeah. got a little warm-up. That was the warm-up, yeah. right? Yeah. We should bring our first, first guest up. Yes. And that should be... Yes, okay. <laughs> so our first guest tonight um, hails from Washington, D.C., and she is a force. She is an advocate and um, a selector of jazz music as well, who has grown up into her, come into her own um, and has curated a lot of things on her own and is a, a radio voice and a well-known radio voice um, in our community, and we love her. And we have so much respect for her. She graduated from Howard University as well and has that um, deep-rooted D.C. jazz legacy behind her. And her name is Kiana Fairclough. So let's give it up for Kiana Fairclough. Yay! was the Wendy Williams show, we would have the shoe cam. Shout out to the shoe cam. Show them the shoe. Yeah. I try. How you feeling, Kiana? You know, new day, mm-hmm. new beginnings. Yes. Yeah. Excited. Happy to be here. Thank y'all. Thank you. It must be odd because you're the one that's usually asking the questions and now you're yes. in the hot seat. Oh, how the table's turned. A little awkward, you know. <laughs> a little nervous. 
see it. Oh, yeah, because yeah, yeah, you're always on this side. Right, like, exactly. Hey, how you doing? We love you. We love you here. It's but not for feeling. We love you. We yeah. love what you do. Seriously. So, yeah. Um, when we were thinking about this podcast, we, we said that we wanted a space to highlight people that may not necessarily get the highlight, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and we were, like, brainstorming, and we were like, yeah, the fair club would be amazing. Yeah. Um, when I heard about you, was listening to you on WBGO, um, and my mom and I both have been fans of you, hearing you. Mom. Shout out to mom. Hi, mommy. <laughs> and, you. like, you would play tracks, and I would have to Google it. Like, what is this song? <laughs> like, your musical taste is so expansive. Like, you are really a music lover. You know what I mean? Like, how yes. Roy was a music lover. Music you know what I'm lover, saying? but also the deep cuts that you're able to, you listen beyond what, the quintessential record is or track you're able to um, dig deeper but I feel like that comes from um, your roots so I guess my first question is like what when you select records to to play and curate like where where does that come from what do you what was your um, what was your influence in beginnings with that so from the beginning, I was immersed in music from very young. You know, my parents, you know, always playing music in the house. And I actually come from a music background. My parents were musicians, but they immersed me in it and bought me a keyboard when I was like four years old. And they noticed that, you know, I started playing the melodies of things I heard on the radio on this little tiny keyboard I had. And then from there, they, you know, put me in piano and I grew up playing classical piano, actually. And, um, you know, dabbled in jazz a little bit. When I got to Howard, um, I also sang jazz. I was in a jazz vocal ensemble, Afro Blue, and um, Sassy, which is an all-women's uh, ensemble, sort of started that at Howard. Yeah, Long time ago. <laughs> but, you know, honestly, I never really thought that I was as great as my peers, you know? And I wanted people to see my friends and how talented they were. And I started doing an internship at the local jazz public radio station in D.C., WPFW, I walked like 16 blocks to PFW one day and just asked for an internship, and they actually gave it to me. I don't know what they were thinking. (laughs) They created a monster. Yeah. They felt the energy. They were like, this girl's special. Yeah. But, you know, I started listening to jazz from very young. I was, as I, you know, described myself as a weird kid, I guess. Um, In middle school, I used to just be in my room listening to Kind of Blue and just trying to understand where these feelings around this music were coming from because they were so intense. Um, And from there, I just, you know, wanted to dive in deeper into the music and find out the players on this record and from there, who those players play with and all of that. And, you know, the journey just, you know, it was like, I don't know, I went down a rabbit hole, I guess. That's how so, it happened. That's how yeah. you catch the yeah. jazz bug. 
that's interesting. I think that that's a very deep way of listening to be listening like that from a young age. Because I feel like when we're young, we're just like, oh, this is killing. Like, this line is fire. Like, you know? But to think about, like, who are they playing with? Like, what other records do, do they appear on? Like, to have that kind of, like, inquisitive, yeah. like, and listening is interesting. It's like those moments where you hear, like, a drum solo and you're like, yo, who's that drummer? Right. And you're like, okay, you find out the drummer. Like, I gotta see what what other records they're on. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. And then they kind of just, that's where the rabbit hole yeah. begins. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Something that I've been dying to ask you is like, as a selector who curates music for radio shows, like how, what is the day like when you actually go into the space to do the show? Like, can you like walk us through that? Like, hmm. do you punch in? Like, we're like <laughs> clocking. Like, what is it? <laughs> No, I don't clock in. Like, what's a radio station like? Yeah, what's the um, day like? Yeah. Well, um, I go in, <laughs> and I kind of have an idea. I, I really program my own music based on a feeling mm. and a mood. It's always a vibe for me. And from there, you know, I'm selecting things, and I don't necessarily have a concrete plan as in a playlist mapped out but I choose a few things that are the through line I guess you could say and because I have a background in music I tend to um, for me key centers are very important and so I feel like there has to be some sort of continuity in the sound um especially on my podcast, Artemisy, um, which is where I really feel like I'm able to just stretch out even more and really get intimate. I made up the word Artemisy, meaning where art and intimacy meet. That's beautiful. Yeah, that's and, um, you know, I don't know if I answered your question, but yes, it's you really just, yes, you know, it's a feeling more than anything, <laughs> Yeah, I would say. So you just mentioned your your new show, Artemisy. So what, what is that? (laughs) So Artemisy, I actually started Artemisy, um, I guess, in the wake of rejection. About four years ago now, um, in 2018. And it's funny because I auditioned for (laughs) uh, WBGL, and at the time, I wasn't chosen. They actually passed on me at the time. And, you know, I was really frustrated. I had been applying to a bunch of different things. At that point, I had been in radio for about 14 years. At the time that I auditioned, and I was told that I didn't have enough experience because of my age, basically. And I think the feeling behind that was that I don't think they felt it was possible for this package to mm-hmm. have mm-hmm. that connection to the music, if we're, if we're being honest. Yeah, you know? yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. So there's that. So as a result, I started Artemisy because I wanted to create my own platform. I was tired of waiting 
for other people to give me an opportunity Oof, and give artists that yes. an opportunity. That's how, but that's how those things happen. I can totally relate that you can't really wait on other people to give you an opportunity. Sometimes you have to create your own opportunity because sometimes the vision that God puts in you, nobody else can even imagine, right? And then it, it's actually putting that into fruition and putting right. that out exactly. there. So, yes, I've, I've done that many times myself yeah. over and over again. Sometimes um, you just have to do it yourself. Yes. You, you can't. I, I just got t- I got sick and tired. I was like, you know what? What am I waiting? Why am I waiting for validation from somebody else to tell me or give me permission to do the thing I know I was That's here to right. do? That's right. I was right. put here literally to support artists mm-hmm. to further this music, the evolution of jazz specifically. And so I'm not about to wait for somebody to you know tell me it's okay to do that. The thing is that we're living in a time where now everyone has a podcast, everyone has Including a platform, everyone, <laughs> everybody and their daddy got a radio show, um, but you were creating your own space before everybody was doing it, and so you are like a pioneer yes. in, in, in this space, um, and you know, we talk about like sexism, racism a lot, but we don't talk about ageism. And that yeah, is a thing, yeah. especially like in jazz, like the Definitely. elders yeah. and like their like stronghold mm-hmm. on the tradition. Like you got to put your time in. You got to you pay know, your dues. Right. You know, that's all those thing. things. While yes, that's fair and true, but many times we see um, prodigies that we admire and look up to. Like I think about Clifford Brown and Lee Morgan. Right. They were they're the best music that they made. You know, rest, they made their rest in peace and their lives ended um, too soon. But the music that they made at their age was timeless. Right, yeah. And if, what if someone said, oh, no, you're too young, so right. what you're playing doesn't matter. Right. What? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So we have to listen to the we young people listen. at the end of the day. It's true. And, like, I think that elders, you know, are wise, yes, but there's always more wisdom. And I think being mindful about how you're communicating to the younger generations is like so huge. You never know yes. what you're saying, how that's going to influence. Right. Because you want the torch to be passed. Mm-hmm. We are torchbearers, especially of this music in particular. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. I don't know, that's all I got to say. <laughs> <laughs> you do, you're doing a, yes, a Artemis you, tomorrow, right? Yes, tomorrow. So, and your guest is Alicia Olatuja, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Love her. She's kicking off what I hope to become a series called Artemis Live. And the first installment of the series that I'm claiming uh, is happening at Clements um, on, the campus of Ru- on the campus of Rutgers in Newark. Ooh, wow. Um, at 7 tomorrow. They're so. lucky because there's not that much cool stuff happening in Newark. So. I know, right? <laughs> like, you know, they're lucky to have you. Yes. Trying to bring some exactly. you know, energy to the community there. Yeah. I think that like another thing that, that I love about you is your connection to the new waves. Like how do you go about selecting the new sounds because it's kind of yeah. like risky to have as a selector in this time to like listen to things to like play things that are like not especially in jazz radio mm-hmm. 
that you are know not the mean? traditional yeah like radio plays so <laughs> uh you know a lot of times the things that i find are on the pulse you know people don't necessarily agree with what it is that i see or i'm hearing um and a lot of times i'm met with opposition i guess you could mm-hmm. say for the things that i feel should be played and yeah. shared and you know looked at as what's next and what's going to be the thing that makes this music continue to evolve um and i will say that um there are a lot of short-sighted individuals in the industry that I'm in, and they don't necessarily see where things need to be going Talk in the about direction it. that yes. they should be moving in. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, And that's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. And so where I find that my focus has to remain is on my personal curation. Mm, I love that. Mm-hmm. On yes. my podcast. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's where I get to fly and be free. Yes. And share what's that's really... Right. You know, to to let you know what's happening without letting you know too much of what's happening. Mm-hmm. It's all gatekeeper-ish. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to say that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. And I'm not with it. Mm-hmm. And, you know... As a result, I'm back to where I was when I felt rejected mm-hmm. and when I decided that enough was enough and I needed to create my own platform. And so, you know, suffice it to say, that is where my focus is now and not with those folks that can't see what's new mm-hmm. and what's next. That's right. It's not That's my problem right. to try to get them to see that. Um, it is my mission, as I mentioned, to, you know, get the Uni Mohicas and the mm-hmm. Melanie Charles out there and the Casey Benjamins, you know. Mm-hmm. I can't I, I, I can't be a part of <laughs> uh, the the jazz police, I guess. That's uh, <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. And so people look at me like, you know, I I don't get it. I don't get what it is you're trying to do. I don't see it. And so they make decisions. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think a lot of that also comes with, like, being a part of the community in a real way, which is where you come from. And and I think of D.C. too. D.C. Mm -hmm. has such a rich, rich music community Mm -hmm. and jazz community. And anytime anyone says they're from D.C., I'm like, yes, 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 yes. Because D.C. is real. Yeah. And I feel so, I I feel like I was so nurtured and just loved up on in the community. And, you know, I think about my mentors, Max Myrick um, mm-hmm. and Jamal Muhammad, rest his, you know, rest his soul. He was my mentor in jazz radio specifically. And he he saw me before anybody else really could see me. And... Um, 
he nurtured me. And I feel like my upbringing in D.C. and the music scene really prepared me for being here in New York. Um, and I'm grateful. I'm so grateful for that. I'm grateful for the music that was always abound in D.C., the festivals. I grew up going to shows at free shows at an amphitheater called Fort DuPont Park. They have a summer concert series. And, you know, seeing, you know, Rochelle Farrell there and, you know, so many other groups. And my parents, actually, they were crazy enough to take me to jazz clubs. I would be like the only... Nine, yes. ten year old in Blues Alley. Yeah. You know, I don't know why they let me in, but they did. <laughs> and, um, oh, you mentioned your mentors' names. Can you repeat those again? I have ne- yes. I've never heard of them. So, Max Myrick actually currently is the general manager of DC Radio, which is where my podcast is housed, um, among, you know, on other platforms oh, as well. Oh, yes. wow. And, um, he actually started Real Jazz at SiriusXM. Oh, dope. And um, so he has a very deep-rooted history in jazz radio and has really guided me in a way um, that very few have, and I'm grateful for him. And Jamal Muhammad, uh, he passed away, but he was a jazz radio host at WPFW where I got my foundation in D.C., and he took me under his wing. Um, one day at PFW actually got um, thrown in because somebody didn't show up. One of those stories where, you know, somebody didn't show up for the show. They're like, oh, well, can't get in there. Yeah. It was saying, luckily, Stay I had, ready so you don't somebody have to didn't get. show up for the gig. <laughs> so, yeah, right. just like why you shed. So. Yeah. Yep. So luckily, uh-huh. you know, I I was ready, you know, music-wise at least. I don't know about my on-air delivery. <laughs> But I was ready, and, you know, I have Jamal Muhammad to thank for that as well, for, you know, just sitting in with him in the studio while he did his show. Yeah. Um, really was just such an education. Yeah. Mentorship is so important. It is. Um, I think about that often. I'm very lucky to have had really cool mentorship. And another question that I think that the people who are listening would love to know is that what would you recommend for people like us, young people of color, all the people, especially us, mm-hmm. who are interested in getting into the world of radio, of talk, of like mm-hmm. this specific niche in the culture. Mm-hmm. You know, we have mentorship, but what are some other things that are really important to work on as you're trying to get into this? Yeah. Well, I would definitely um, recommend. Uh, you know, internships are, are, are great. You know, they're great places to really sharpen your teeth um, and get in there. And don't be afraid to work for free because mm. I don't know if people know this, but I worked for free mm. in radio mm-hmm. for okay. 16 years. Okay. Wow. Okay. I wouldn't recommend that. <laughs> wow. But paying your dues. Yes. Public service. 16 years. Yes. <laughs> Okay. 16 years. Yeah. And, but, you know, I wouldn't take it back mm-hmm. because I'm here now. Yeah. You know, but it's because, you know, even around holding several jobs, I always made a way to get to my show and do it every day. Mm-hmm. Do you have those stories you know? of sleeping on the couch 
in the <laughs> to get to your studio time and make sure. Yes. I know I always hear All those right. stories in radio. Right. Yep. And running in by the skin of my teeth because I'm, you know, had to get out of work, you know. And it's funny because I always made a way for radio. I would, <laughs> you know, at job interviews, I would say, hey, on this day at this time, I got to leave. Is that cool? Because if not, I'm not going to take this job. Right. So right. First things I would work it out up front. <laughs> exactly. You know, I'm just letting exactly. you know now I've got to go do this thing. Yeah. Because it was driving me. It was my yeah. passion. Like nothing else really mattered to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would, you know, don't be afraid because there is payment in education. You know, yeah. that's priceless. Um, but don't also don't be afraid to, you know, create your own, just create. You just have to do it and not wait. First and foremost, do not wait. If you feel like it's been placed on your heart to create, don't wait Mm. to do that. Just Mm -hmm. do it. If you want to be a radio host, curate your own stuff. Make your own playlist. Like, do it. Put it out there, you know? Yeah, exactly. You don't have to wait. That's my main piece of advice, I would say. I love that. Ooh. I mean, okay, I have another question. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Um, so, those of you who are listening <laughs> are not as blessed to wit- to see your glow that we see right now. Oh, really? And, yeah. And I don't know, like, what I see is I, I see someone. I don't feel glowy. But okay. Well, listen. <laughs> I need some shades because the glow is so bright. And so then what I, so what I understand is that, okay, this is someone who has spends time on like some kind of self-care, some kind of spirituality, some kind of something to be able to show up the way that you show up. Like, and I think that as women who are working, 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 it's very easy to get into the work zone and forget that we need to create time to care for ourselves, to show up as our best selves. Like, I'm curious, like, what is your daily practice or whatever it is so you can show up glowing like this? Oh my gosh. So honestly, I need to get better with that, (laughs) with the self-care piece, because I do, I can neglect myself. I'm being honest. I don't have a self-care practice. I like to sleep when I can. Yes. You know, that's important. Mm -hmm. Yes. You know, when your body says rest, you should definitely do that. Yes. Um, And actually in our culture, they like, Beyonce don't sleep. And I hate that. Like sleep is important. Stop no, doing like stop balance. that. There is none. <laughs> sleep is like sleep is important. Yeah, so definitely don't ignore yes. your body. And that's the main thing. I don't ignore I try not to. I can't say that I do that all the time. But at a certain point you can't you can't continue to ignore the fact that you need to take a nap. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Do you have like a any spiritual practice or ritual or any kind of thing that you do? If you don't mind me, it's kind of personal, yeah. but no, I I definitely talk to God every day, mm-hmm. and you know I ask Him first and foremost, what is it that you want for me and my life? Um, and it's a constant question that I'm asking mm-hmm. until I hear Him and I hear an answer. So I guess just those conversations, yeah, which I don't necessarily call prayers, but right. I, I guess they. Yeah, to me that's. It doesn't feel like that. I'm, I'm having conversations with them because I'm like, 
I don't know what you're doing. Um, <laughs> I'm not really sure what it is you trying to say to me. Right. <laughs> but, right. Uh, I'm listening. Yeah. So sometimes I'm like, God, just make it plain. Yeah. Right. Make it plain because I don't. Know. And, and you know what's funny <laughs> is that he will make it plain. Yes, he will. When you ask. When yeah. it, when it is time, mm-hmm. like. And you might not even be ready for the way he makes it plain. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> it's like you. He's like he's funny because he'd be like, "Well, right. you was asking, and now I actually did make it plain. Now what you gonna right. do? Right. Right. Mm. right. Yes. So that's where I am right now. Yeah. You know. You know that joke that. I always say this joke of the guy like praying to God, like God, God, please let me let me win the lottery, and then God says, "Please, please play." <laughs> you know, like we we have it's a it's a two pieces in this in this life journey, and like the work that we put in, whatever it looks like, this doesn't mean like maybe you're not praying every morning and night on your knees like this. Right. I remember when you were on your deep spiritual practice uni, like you was going in hard. I had to. I had no choice. I tried everything else. <laughs> you know, and then now you I found a middle going. ground of yeah. like, you know, like you know, just a casual relationship, spiritually, whatever it looks yeah. like. And that's, that's the, like, yeah, exactly. that's kind of sexy. That's like, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yes, um, yes. You know, I, in response to that, um, I learned for me and in, in my faith that whatever I show up as, God will accept. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it doesn't matter that I respond to relationship. Exactly. exactly. Whatever that looks like, even if it's, you're, I'm afraid to show up, it doesn't matter. Yeah, you know, exactly. Yeah. But I, I digress. I um, think it's time for our yeah, next, next guest. Yes. Or our additional. Our additional guest. Special. Yeah, you know. Very special. The Make Jazz Chill Again podcast, we are very interested in highlighting people that may not necessarily get the spotlight, like I said earlier. Mm-hmm. And this next guest. Her voice is incredible. Her musicianship is next level. I was blessed to see her um, singing with Willem Dallas Fort yeah. a few years ago. And I was like, who is this? <laughs> um, so, like, this portion of the show, we, we should name it, yeah, but do you know? Mm. Right? This episode so is, this, yeah, but, but do, do you know? know? <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, yeah, but do you know Jeanette Berry? Thank you for being here. I know you came in from the D.C. 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 Yes, I I love it. We have D.C. in the house tonight. Can we hear it? Give it up for D.C. Yes. Come on, (laughs) y'all. Let's go. Yes. (laughs) So I didn't know until tonight that you come from a lineage of, like, music giants and can you talk to us about your moms and your pops? Sure. So my parents uh, are musicians, were musicians, whatever you like to call it. Um, my dad is a, actually he was a cellist first, and then he switched yeah. to saxophone because back in the day there wasn't a lot of jazz cello. Mm-hmm. Right. So when he fell in love with jazz a little more, he switched to saxophone. So he's a uh, saxophone player and a cellist. 
Um, still teaching and playing today, which is lovely. Uh, and my mother was a singer, singer, dancer, actress, like triple threat, ridiculous. Ooh. They met in college at SUNY Old Westbury. Um, and back in the 80s, SUNY, well, up to the 80s and 90s, SUNY Old Westbury was, oh, and there's Richard Harper. Um, SUNY Old Westbury <laughs> was a mecca for black resistance, black music, and the black humanities. And so led my parents there. My dad actually came from Wesleyan, where Maconda Ken McIntyre was a teacher. And that was his mentor. And wow. so then he, let, he brought him to SUNY Westbury, and that's where my parents met. Beautiful. Wow. Yeah. So they're music school sweethearts. They are actually oh, so I love that. they met my dad had to take a dance class because they were like, take a dance class, and my mother was in <laughs> dance class. And my father was terrible. Like if, if you've ever taken dance classes, you're not supposed to like say that you're in pain, right? So <laughs> you're supposed to just take it. If you're at the bar and something hurts, you just go. Right. My father was like, <gasps> like making all the sounds, and my mother was like, What's wrong with you? But oh, the rest yeah. is history. Lo and behold, yeah. Yeah. then comes Jeanette. Then comes yeah. me. Yeah, act literally, almost actually. Yeah. But now that I know that, it makes sense the way you sing. Oh, thank you. Okay, mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. you know, Willem's music is not very easy, and I keep referencing that because that's the context that I've been able to hear you the most, you mm -hmm. know. And I've sung his music, and I was like, well, uh, I need more time to prepare. <laughs> For this game, oh my God. but you like really breathe like such beautiful life to that music, so it, it makes sense that you come from that. Thank um, you, lineage. Thank you. Thank you. But something that I, when I thought of you specifically, is because I'm gonna get real. I'm gonna put you on the hot hot okay. plate. All right. Oh boy. I've seen you lament on Twitter and Facebook about yo, like I'm dope and I'm a hard worker and y'all sleeping on me right now. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I love that because I've felt that about myself my whole life, like the underdog. Right. So I'm always like, yeah, JB, I feel you. you. These people are you sleeping. Do. You do. Um, but you always still, you always still show up, you know, and, and I show feel up like, for other people. Yeah, and you In create space for community. Yeah. Like, how do you find the capacity to do that? Like, I, I just feel like People, there are people who are probably listening that be feeling that, like, yo, like, I know I have something, but things aren't popping for me. Like, talk about that. I'm going to echo your, your thought. Um, just do it. Like, I produced, I started a collective called We Are Soul Nerds because I was tired of not fitting a jazz club, but not fitting an R&B club, so and nobody would book me, and I was just like... My songs are dope, like, yeah. book me. Yeah. And then I was like, well, you know what? These other people are dope too, so let's just put on shows. So mm -hmm. I started producing my own shows where it was multimedia, it was music, it was art, it was poetry, it was rap, Ooh, whatever it was, yeah. whatever I felt like the theme needed to be. I was like, nah, we're gonna do this. We're gonna build our own community so that people, even if the big names don't know us, we will be giving back and giving to ourselves at the same time. Mm -hmm. um, because like you said, if it's placed in you, it has to come out. Yes. And I don't care necessarily about the validation of others. Mm -hmm. I just gotta make sure that it doesn't get stopped up in me. Right. And That's it doesn't get word. stopped up in other people. Like mm -hmm. I want people to express mm -hmm. themselves. Mm -hmm. I don't care like if you can't sing, quote unquote, mm -hmm. 
if you feel like you need to sing or write songs, I'm going to work with you yeah. so that you can at least go to an open mic and say, I'm going to do this and be confident because if yes. it's in you, it's meant that. to come out. Yes. Yes. I really appreciate that word because I think even you talking about like if you want to go to open mic or jam or stuff like the culture, it's ah, it's it's so complex because mm -hmm. I do appreciate the, the OGs, like I said, if you're yeah. not hitting them changes, right. they're gonna you, throw you music stand at you. Right. Yeah. Right. So you need to go home and practice you and know? learn. And all. I respect that. Too. But also, like, but then where do people get to express Correct. and cut their teeth if not, you know what I mean? Yep. So you gotta just be brave and just do do the work. Yeah. Yes. And like, what does doing the work look like? Like, we have to still carve out time to shed, bruh. Like, Please. Oh my God. Like, you gotta practice. You no. have to. Like I have I have the iRealbook app on my phone and like if I because I don't have a keyboard in my new place. I'm like, well, I need to practice. I just haven't practiced enough. I'm like, mm, let's pull up this song. Uh oh, let's just pull up There Will Never Be Another You. Let me shed this in different tempos, different keys, like just off my phone because it's like I need yeah, to practice. Yeah, the brain needs to, we need to be constantly in that space. Yep. And we don't have the privilege of like Coltrane when he was able to go up in the roof and in, in the girl I wish for hours and, and then Alice be just delivered. The food at the door. Right. <laughs> we, <laughs> I'm delivering fruit while practicing, working three right. jobs. Like, it's expensive. <laughs> what can, what'd you say, Katie? What'd you say? A whole other generation. A whole, whole other, other generation. generation. And a whole other economy. <laughs> right. But then also a whole other that gender. Yeah. Whole economy. other gender. <laughs> because that's the other question is like, we got the Alice, but who who's going to be our Alice culture? Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. You know, yes, like, absolutely. you know, like Louis Armstrong, like all of these male giants were blessed with women that really held them down. But I think in the progression of women, strong women in jazz specifically, they don't have that partner. They don't have Stedman. <laughs> right. I need a Stedman. <laughs> right. Right. So like, what is that about? <laughs> you know, um, it's funny that you say that because I am a, oh gosh, I'm a hopeless romantic. So I just want to be partnered Me too. up. But I have, Me too. Right? Me like, too. hopeless romantic. I haven't been partnered up in like 12 years. But I found that I built my better friendships with women. That I, I was never one of those girls that was like, I don't like girls, da 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 da. Mm -hmm. But I found as I got older, we all needed each other much more. Mm -hmm. And so yeah. I was like, well, you yeah. know what? It's not a like, I hate men thing. It's not that mm -hmm. I love y'all. Mm -hmm. I love y'all. Yeah. Um, but it's, I need people that understand what it's like yeah. to be out there. You 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 might get it halfway, but you don't get it. Yes. So being in community with women and reciprocal support is so important. Like, yeah, I don't know if yeah. you've heard, but like there are communities now of women raising their children together. Like, yeah, you know, oh, whatever happened, happened. But like, yes, like, Dope. like, oh well, you're not partnered up. I'm not partnered up. Y'all want to just move in and raise our children together? Yeah. Yes. Like, wow. why not? Yeah. And that doesn't that doesn't mean the person doesn't need a partner of any sort. Yes. It just means we're building community for what we need right now. Yeah, so. that's real. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think every women need community, but men need community too. Oh my gosh, yes, yeah. yes, it's true. It's um, I work with some amazing people. I'm gonna shout one of them out right now, Cyrus Aaron, who is a poet. Is he here yet? Probably not. Um, he's a poet and amazing. And he is building, we talk about this a lot, because he's kind of 
growing into his feminism, we'd be reading bell hooks together. Oh, and yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, and like he just, yeah. he'd write, re- oh my gosh. <laughs> and so he curated a talk about all about love. And you, like the men that I saw in the space was so warming. Oh, I, I was like, that. yes, men, show up oh, for yourselves. Yes, um, yes. So it's important that we support. I'm the type of person that likes to take control. So <laughs> I'd be wanting to make a community for men. And it's like, right. girl, like, you're not, like, <laughs> calm down. Like, I know they need it, but like, you can't do that for them. So let them do it. Right. Yes. So it's been yes. wonderful to see that those communities, and then just supporting them as, you know, when you show up as your authentic self, you can support somebody else and support other communities in a way that's authentic. Yeah. For, also for those of you, that don't know. I did, I did want to ask you, you said you came from a recording session I prior did. to. I, I want to know what you've been doing. Yeah. And for those of you who don't know, you, she also ha- Jeanette also has experience with playing with so many people and singing with uh, Lauren Hill and, like you said, William Dallas Fort. And that, let these people know. Yeah. <laughs> so... Uh, so I'm I'm from New York originally, but I went to school in Philly. Um, shout out U Arts, oh, and um, yeah, um, and I got I went there because I wanted to go to Philly because it was I went to uh, Philly in 2002, and that was the end of Neo Soul, right? But I was like, Yo, Joe Scott and the Roots and Music Soul yes. Child all come from Philly. I need to go drink that water for a <laughs> <Right>. little bit. <laughs> so right. I did that, and then I was in jazz school down there. First started at musical theater, and then went to jazz. And then that led me to be able to sing with Peter Nero and the Philly Pops. So I sang with the them for seven or eight years. Wow. And then um, I got the gig with Lauren. Um, so I was with her touring as a background singer, as a tenor. I was not a tenor, wow. but I said, if I want this gig, I'm going to be a tenor. Uh, so, so, uh, so I toured with her for two and a half years, and then um, through Connections in New York, too, I've gotten to sing with the woman that plays Rafiki in The Lion King, um, uh, Sidi wow. Manye, um, Selawani, who's also a singer from The Lion King. Like I've gotten to do a lot of background stuff and things like that. Um, I'm also a teaching artist, and so yesterday... I was with, Car- I'm a Carnegie Hall teaching artist, and so um, we were doing lullabies. I'm a part of the Lullaby Project, where we write lullabies with expecting moms. And so nice. twice a year, we go into the studio and write lullaby. I mean, record the lullabies with the moms and the families. That's nice. It is so, I mean, it gives me chills, because some of them get to sing on their track. They get to do the spoken word, whatever they wrote. Um, and we're just there to give them the experience. Wow. And it was just amazing. So wow. on top of singing, I'm a teaching artist. I also now teach in a, in a D.C. public charter school. Mm. Um, and also, yeah, I think that's... When okay. do you sleep? Now, right. when do you sleep? Yeah. So you know what? <laughs> I have to make time for sleep because I'm also... And I'm also like a steering committee member of a music organization, of a music advocacy organization. Wow. So it's like sleep is really important and I'm terrible at time management yeah. but I'm trying to get better because yeah. it's important like you have to sleep that's when you yeah. rejuvenate your yes. cells yeah so. there's this um my homegirl Madison um she told me that there's this interview of Shaka Khan and they were like Shaka how do you hit those notes and she was like I sleep <laughs> she is my yeah. favorite sleep sleep Shaka <laughs> sleep right. sleep, Shaka, sleep. Yeah. Yeah. just smoke cigarettes too. <laughs> right right <laughs> 
Right. Um, <laughs> I feel like it's time for trill, for some trill trivia. trivia. Oh. Yes. Ding, 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 ding. Those of you who have been with us, we have this little thing called trill trivia where Uni puts us on the spot. Oh boy. Yes. Um, but y'all well, are we smart. All learn. Y'all are smart, so it is all a learning moment for everyone in the audience, everyone on the stage. So you are all on a team. You're not in this alone. Yeah, Melody is space. with you. I'm with you. <laughs> so I got four questions. Okay. Okay, the first is open-ended. Question number one. Name three jazz clubs that are not in New York City. Well, Blues Alley. I was just going to say, you already said one. And where is it? In D.C. D.C., okay. Um, Chris's Jazz Club, which is in Philadelphia. Yes. And, uh, you got it. Um, Let me think. Uh, Keystone Corner. There you go. In Baltimore. Baltimore. Extra credit. Just the Lombard that's in France. Oh, oh yeah. Well, I've been there. You, you have? Yes. I love it there, it right? It's a vibe. Yes. So y'all heard of those jazz bar. clubs? Yes. All right, all right. Good. Good. Any Good. audience Good. members? Y'all, y'all want to shout out one? Jazz club? Okay. Oh. Yes. See, learning moments. Right. Hey. Yes. Is that Chelsea? What up, <laughs> <Yes>. Chelsea? <laughs> what up, boo? <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, Ronnie, Ronnie Scott. Scott. Ronnie Scott. Scott. Yes. yes. Ronnie Scott. We got double points on Ronnie. <laughs> yes, let's go. All right. Question number two. Which luminary jazz family recorded with vocalist Nancy Wilson? A, the Jones brothers, Thad, Hank, and Elvin Jones. B, the Heath brothers, Jimmy, Percy, and Tootie Heath. C, Cannonball at the Adderley Brothers, Cannonball Adderley and Nat Adderley, or D, the Clayton Brothers, John and Jeff Clayton. The Adderley. Yep, C. Duh! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was an easy one. <laughs> who, 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 like, who, like, that album <laughs> is everyone's favorite album. It is. Like, bruh, like, bruh. Come on! Yeah. She was like the ultimate feminist, talking about never will I marry, born to want until right. I'm right. dead. Right. Right. She, yeah. like she gave up on love. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I'm not playing games. She just show. gave up on marriage, not right. love. Right. Right. That's, marriage. True. That's true. Yes. You know what? Good point. Good point. <laughs> All right, question number three. Which musician is not from D.C.? A, Duke Ellington, B, Shirley Horn, C, Chuck Brown, or D, Billie Holiday? D. Yes. Billie yeah. Holiday. That was easy. No, that was, that was, that was okay. That was okay. There we go. All of me. Why not take all of me? Thank you, Billy. Yes. We love us, right. Billy. Yeah, Gosh. thank you for what you've left for us out here in these Facts. jazz streets. Facts. Distinct voice. Yeah. For sure. 
All right, our last question. This one is a little harder. So if you know it, I'm going to be impressed. <laughs> um, all right, so who was the drummer featured on the 1955 album Sarah Vaughan with Clifford Brown? Was it A, Arthur Taylor, B, Max Roach, C, Roy Haynes, or D, Jeff Tane Watts? <laughs> I'm glad someone Jerome, laughed at that. that. <laughs> <laughs> definitely not tight. Yeah, definitely. Um. <laughs> it's 1955. <laughs> I mean, can we weed out him and we, we can weed out um, Max, Max Roach? Roach. That's right? Like, Oh, look at her face. Oh, no, really? Because I was going to say the Clifford Brown Max Roach, but and the Sarah Vaughn, oh, it's for me to December, but that's, I don't think that's on that album. Yeah, no, it is. It is? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Oh, no. I think it is. I don't want to be wrong, so. Okay. Um, Do y'all know? Do you want to dial a friend in the audience? Oh, yeah, we could uh, phone a friend. Phone a friend. Uh, I know Jerome Jennings. Yeah, we got a I know Jerome Jennings, yeah, so you can call, phone a friend. We got a drummer in the audience. Chelsea? No. Chelsea? No. Like, okay. no. Anwar? Can you tell Anwar, me? Is Anwar here? Jay Swiss. <laughs> no. Okay. So can't, can't phone a friend. Okay, so we're we'll well now. <laughs> See, this is a tough one. If you don't know. It is, I, I don't know. Uh, you think it is? Wait, okay, photo, that was Jerome. Who did you say? You think it's Roy Haynes? You guys want to, you want to trust? Oh, he said, I know it was Roy Haynes. No, it's Roy. You He's sure? Confident. Sure? Vote of confidence. <laughs> wow. All right, y'all want to go with Jerome? You want to trust Jerome? I don't feel like it's Art Taylor. I don't. Not A.T. A.T. That was uh, <laughs> So who does that leave? Um... So is it Arthur Taylor, Max Roach, Roy Haynes, or Jeff Tane Watts? Roy Haynes. That is correct! Woo! Thank you, Jerome! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Yes. Can we get a round for our guests tonight? And yes. Trill Trivia? Yeah. I hope Yo. everybody learned something new tonight. Right. Yes. We always learn here yes. at Go the Go check out some Roy Haynes. Podcast. He's still here with us today. Yeah. So legendary. Yeah. But um Well, I think we we should, you know, call this an episode. Yes. This was really fun. <laughs> Did you guys have fun talking oh my with gosh, us? Yes. yes. This was dope. Thank you this for being good. here. Thank you for Inspiring. sharing Thank you with for us. Yes. My heart yes. Thank you everyone right. for being here as well. We got yes. more for you tonight. The yes. night is not over. The we night got a jam session. Over. So if you got your horn, yeah. Please play. If you have your voice, please sing. Yes. And, and we're going to be premiering a short film. So we're just going to just do like a two-minute, get a drink real quick. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. we're going to come right back. We have something very exciting for you. So like real quick. Yes. Um, but once again, Kiana Faircloth, yeah. Jeanette Berry, yes. Uni Mojica, yeah. I'm Melanie, Melanie Charles. Charles. And, and whatever, whatever, whatever you, you do, do, remember to... May